Hey everybody, so thanks for listening in to another edition of Thinking Biblically About Things That Matter. We are in the midst of our series on technology. Um, that's the uh, that's the thing that we're thinking biblically about. The thing that matters that we're thinking biblically about. So we're trying to trying to think biblically about technology. And so this is our third part. This is our our third lesson in this series. And the first thing we saw was that God governs over technology, so we don't need to be panicky. But then last week we we um, talked about the fact that that because of the nature of technology, we need to be wise. We need to be wise with it. Um, and so this week, in today's lesson, I want to talk about how to be wise. Like So last week we saw, here's why we need to be wise. This week, how do we pursue wisdom with with technology? In fact, that's what we're going to do over the next three weeks. This this lesson and then the next two lessons, how do we live wisely in a very technological world? Um, and so what I want to talk about today is um, something that's incredibly basic. Um, but if you'll take a moment to be honest with yourself, you'll probably admit with me that we're not incredibly good at it. It is a foundational thing in the Christian life, uh, but it's something that we're not very good at. Um, and so we want to talk about this, especially what it means in the internet age, especially what it means with in the age of, of cell phones being with us all the time. So, so here's, the th- here's the way we must live wisely. Here's the thing we must do in this highly technological age. Here it is. You ready? We need to read the Bible slowly and deeply. Read the Bible slowly and deeply. And you have to work so hard at this in the internet age. Um, according to various studies, the, the average American spends a little over two hours a day just on social media they spend about seven hours a day looking at screens in general. And, and the research is pretty straightforward. This is not a very controversial topic. This, it is pretty straightforward. This is not good for our ability to read books for long periods of time. Now, there may be some debate on whether we need to be able to read books for long periods of time. Um, so that might be a debate, but there really isn't a debate on whether or not all of this screen time is bad for us. It is, it is bad for our ability to read for long periods of time. Now, it's not that we're not reading. We read all kinds of stuff, but it's, but it's all in short bursts. All of the, all of the information that we, that we receive via the internet is in short bursts, and it's so distracted. It's moving from one thing in our social media newsfeed to another, or it's clicking one breathless one-paragraph article and, and after another. It's, it's all sort of 
built on what we've looked at before, right? Our search engine knows based on what websites we've clicked before, what ones to suggest today. So we are just constantly swiping and clicking. All right, so in one sense, this great distractedness is, is not exactly, completely rather, completely different than it was a generation ago when we just watched television every night. So we've, we've always sort of loved to be distracted. We've always loved like mindlessness and not having to think about the pressures at work or responsibilities or the difficulties of loving actual people in our lives. Um, we did this in generations past as well, but now it's just far more invasive. Now we are always just one touch away from YouTube or Netflix or Facebook or Instagram or our Google feed or whatever of our favorite little websites we, we love. And, and all of this screen time is making us bad at reading. It's making us bad at reading. Here's what a college professor said recently. Teenagers and 20-somethings today, by and large, are not readers of books. They read endlessly, as a matter of fact, but their reading takes place in 5 to 15 second chunks of time on a glowing device before the next image or swipe or alert restarts the clock. Minds trained on this from a young age simply lack the stamina, not to mention the desire to read for pleasure for sustained stretches of time. So, so there is a very real way in which our screen time is, is rewiring our brains. It's making them uh, mushy. It's making them flabby. It's making our brains flabby when it comes to the ability, the stamina, the strength needed to, to read big, long chunks of printed page. It's true for young people. It's true for the rest of us as well. And, and now we come to like the the way the Bible interacts with this problem. Because, because we can no longer read slowly and deeply. Now, now, like Psalm 119 seems so foreign to us. This psalm was for every believer. It still is for every believer. Psalm 119, starting in verse, there's a lot of Psalm 119 we could read, but I'm just picking a few verses, starting in verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Psalm 119.10, with my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart, verse 11, that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word in my heart. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. Verse 14, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. We're talking about serious, slow, deep meditation here. That's the kind of meditation the Bible calls for. It is very compatible with the printing press. I recognize fully that the printing press is also a piece of technology. And there is much harm that came with, came with that as, as well as the good. But the printing press, the printed page, the printed page allows for and facilitates slow, 
purposeful reading in a way that our glowing screens and our and our little bits of information zipping around and our and our one you know our one five second tweet after another our one our one quick social media post after another our our the here a meme there a meme the the printing press the way the printing press disseminates information the way the printing press gives information to people is much more aligned with psalm 119 than the internet is and we need we need the printed page because we need to read the bible slowly and deeply well why why do we need to read the bible slowly and deeply because it's god's word to us Scott Swain says, because scripture is the supreme locus of God's self-communication in the world, Christians are people of the book. The Lord gathers, nourishes, defends, and guides his people through this book. And his people assemble around, feed upon, find shelter in, and follow after the words of this book. I, I, I gleaned a few more reasons that we need to read the Bible slowly and deeply. I gleaned these from a great book by Tony Ranke. This is... Um, this, uh, Tony, Tony says, because the aim of the Bible is discipleship, to continually form and reform our thinking, our habits, and our behaviors, this dynamic process never ends, and thus our reading never ends, and there's no benefit to skimming to the end. Second, the Bible's author warns us that the book will be rejected, distorted, or misunderstood in various ways. We must slow down and read with care, prayer, precision, and urgency. The author and authors have chosen to reach their goals through, through songs and poems, dark sayings and half-interpreted stories. To appreciate those metaphors, we must deep dive into the divine text for a lifetime. So those are just some of the few of the many reasons the Bible was meant to be read slowly and deeply. Slowly and deeply. It was meant to be thought about. We were meant to sit with it and wonder what it means. And so now, if we're going to read the Bible slowly and deeply, then we have to admit it's going to require a special kind of discipline. So hopefully, two truths have stood out to you so far. We must read the Bible slowly and deeply. And the second truth, internet technology, especially our phones make this very difficult. So, with all that being said, I'm going to leave you today with a few suggestions. None of these are rules from the Bible. They are simply suggestions based on these two truths. Right? The two truths, we must read the Bible slowly and deeply. Internet technology makes this very difficult. So we're going to... So these... I've got eight simple suggestions here um, that will help you to get to regularly reading your Bible slowly and deeply. All right, here they are. And again, you can do with them as you will. You can modify them as you will. But I, but I, do, I do strongly suggest you, you think carefully about these suggestions um, and what they might look like in your own life. Number one, first suggestion, remove social media from your phone. You don't need social media on your phone. It is making your brain mushier. It is making you worse at reading. 
So if you can, remove social media from your phone. If you can't remove it, then at least make it very difficult to access it. So technically, I still have Google on my phone and I still can. I still can get to Facebook via my phone, but it's three or four steps. It's not just this app and, and I definitely have turned off notifications. No social media no notifications on your phone. You don't, you don't need them. You don't need them. Just my suggestion. Number two, limit yourself to checking social internet of any kind on any device to once or twice a day. Right? Facebook can be very helpful, but I think probably once or twice a day is sufficient. You don't need to know or care about everything that's going on in the world. You don't need to even know or care about everything that's going on in your friends' lives. You, you, you can either think wide or shallow. I mean, sorry, you can either think wide and shallow or you can think narrow and deep. You can either, you can either focus in on a limited number of things or you can try to like just kind of flit around and 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 check in on all kinds of different things that are happening all over the world and amongst all of your many hundreds of social media friends i don't suggest you do that though we're we're not wired for that and that and that and that rewires our brain to sort of feed on distracted breathless um bits of news bits of information rather than slowing down and reading carefully. So that's my second suggestion. Limit yourself to checking social internet of any kind on any device once or twice a day. My third suggestion, you, you could also try taking um, long fasts from internet, from social internet rather. Not from the internet. That's almost impossible in this world. But again, taking, taking like... Um, Especially if it's during a season where you know you're not going to need updates. Like maybe if you're, you know, if you're part of a, a group um, that they share their updates, um, you know, they, they share their updates mainly through Facebook. So maybe you need to be on Facebook, at least for that group or, or maybe a couple of groups. And so you need to be on Facebook for that. So I would suggest only checking those groups or I would suggest... Um, taking a fast during the seasons when you, during the month or the seasons, or the times of the year where, you, where that group isn't as active or isn't as needed. But I, I would try to take fasts from social media here and there. Number four, I strongly encourage you pray and meditate on scripture before you check your phone in the morning. Keep your phone plugged in somewhere else in the house. Make sure it's not right next to your bed. So in the morning, you, you take time. You don't rush to your phone. You pray, you meditate on Scripture before you check your phone in the morning. Number five, pray and meditate on Scripture after you put your phone to bed for the night. Put your, bed to your, 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 your phone should go to bed long before you do. Probably at least an hour before you do. Put your phone to bed, put it on the charger, turn all the sound down. If you can, I know sometimes life makes this impossible or certain nights this is impossible. But as much as you can, put your phone to bed long before you go to bed. 
Number six, read books aloud with your family. Maybe this is just your spouse, or maybe you're, maybe you're single, maybe this is just your dog, or, or, or maybe it's just yourself. But read books aloud with your family for at least 30 minutes, at least a few times a week. Read the Bible, read good books, ask them questions about what you've read. Even if your family is just your spouse or your dog, um, read good books out loud. Number seven, mentor your children or grandchildren or, or anyone else in your sphere of influence into, mentor them into dedicated phone-free times of reading and reflection. Model it for them, talk to them about it, celebrate it. Personally, my wife does great with this as our kids get older. Um, she gives them a, devo- uh, a Bible devotional book, um, which the, the Bible devotional books are great. They, they're basically just having the children read through um, longish pieces of scripture, and then they, they have some questions, some reflection questions that they have to answer. Um, so they have a notebook, they have a pen, they have a devotional book, they have the Bible, and they spend time in the Word every day. And it takes them a while, but it's good for their brains. It's good for their hearts. And most importantly, it's, it's good for their walk with Jesus. And then number eight, Try to read the Bible for at least 30 minutes in a row each day with no distractions. This might mean waking up quite a bit earlier. Um, so I know it's not, it's, so it's, it's faulty reasoning to say, oh, Americans, if they can be on social media for two hours a day, then surely they can study the, the, the Bible for 30 minutes. I, I know it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, which is part of my main argument here. It's, it's a lot harder to read scripture for 30 minutes than it is to mindlessly scroll for two hours, but we have to go for it. Sometimes this will mean just, just really engaged listening. Maybe you've got a longer commute to work. You listen to the Bible for 30 minutes a day, or maybe it's a mixture of 15 minutes of reading or 15 minutes of, of, of listening. Try to get, try to get 30 minutes deep deep thinking engagement with scripture, undistracted engagement with scripture every day. So those are my eight suggestions. Um, And again, none of those are, I mean, none of those are like, if you don't do this, I'll think you're dumb or or none of them are even things that I do perfectly faithfully. No way, not even close. I fail. It's a, it's a, it's a struggle. I find myself just mindlessly scrolling. Uh, I've, I've, put my phone in the other room and just to do an experiment, I put my phone in the other room for a while and it's just crazy how many times I like reach for my phone. It's not there, but it just reminds me, wow, I, I have no reason to reach for my phone right now and I'm just reaching for it. I, my plan was just to mindlessly scroll. That kind of activity is, it's really, really, really um, um, causing our brains and causing our minds to become flabby. It's making us worse at reading the way we're called to read as Christians. So let's do the hard work of limiting our screen time and, and, and spending good quality time with the, with the Word of God on the printed page. So that's my... That's my lesson for today. Um, As always, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to email me, pastorsteveron at gmail.com. And until next time, thank you very much for listening.